All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Better Than Ever. <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The horniest went up to like 11. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's say a big fuck to Nick. Tyler Yerenka. Must go to Cinco de Mayo. Ty Ty. Why won't you kiss me? Better late than never with bag milk. Better late than never with bag milk. It's a better late than never. Better late than never. Better late than never. Five if you don't agree. Long live Arby's. Better late than never. Fresh episode is Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. If there's one thing more romantic than listening to this podcast with your significant other, I don't know what it is. What I'm going to do when me missus gets home from work, I'm just going to play this for her. She'll be like, hey, did you get me something for Valentine's Day? I'll be like, fresh episode of Better Late Than Never. Feel free to enjoy it at your leisure, my lady. You know? Episode 131, BLTN, of course, brought to you by the audio department. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration. I'd like to learn how to read. For artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story, the audio department.ca, book some studio time, record a podcast, record an album, record some spoken word poetry. Then you too will have a gift for your beloved on Valentine's Day. Listen, I couldn't think of a better possible valentine's day present than listening to this podcast with your significant other anything other than that is a lot where do i start where do i start i've got some strange well not strange from different worldly valentine's day traditions maybe i should get to that but uh first i'll start off about saturday night do you ever have i don't know where you are with your oilers fandom 
but do you ever have moments where you're like, fuck, I'm missing the game to do something else. And even though what you're wanting to do is, is going to be a good time. You're like, ah, I don't want to miss the Oilers game for me. Obviously it's part of my job to watch the Oilers. So there's a, there's a certain element of, was I slacking off on Saturday when I went to city and color instead of staying home, watching Edmonton Oilers. Listen, with the benefit of hindsight, with the benefit of the technology I had in my pocket where I could check the score on my phone from my seat, I'm happy I did it. You know, going to Rogers place ahead of the event. Again, I went and saw City in Color. It's Dallas Green's band. If you don't know, been around for a long, long time. Get out of the rock from which you've been living under. Went to go on Saturday night. I bought my missus tickets for City in Color ages ago. Did you ever do that where you buy tickets for something or you buy something and you completely forget about it until you get a notice in your email? That's what happened to me at City and Color. I bought those tickets for her ages ago, whenever they went on sale. Like, we're talking months and months and months. Girl math, free concert for me on Saturday. I don't remember buying the tickets. But then when I got an email on, I think it was Wednesday night or Thursday, I was like, oh shit, City and Color's on Saturday. It's at Rogers Place. Wait a minute, do you always play? Hmm. Checked the schedule. They certainly did against the LA Kings. But as I was sitting there enjoying some smooth jams from Dallas Green and Co. I was checking the score out, and after the first period, I'm like, hmm, I may regret not going or staying home to watch this game. It was 0 0 in that point. And then very quickly, it changed on me. It turned on me. And all of a sudden, I look, and the score is four rip for the LA Kings. Connor McDavid had a broken stick, and the boys were on, uh, you know, the win from the night before was negated by our hated LA Kings. Got a dead cat, uh, dead cat bounce after firing Tom McClellan. Tom McClellan, of course, got a haircut in celebration of getting fired. He still gets paid. That is good living if you can get it. The point I got is that it all worked out bag milk. I got to have a little lovely evening at Roger's place. Got to have some Caesars. Got to have a couple of brewskis. Me missus drove home. I just got to enjoy myself. Next morning, I woke up. Listen, if you've ever watched a hockey game at one and a half times speed, it's pretty awesome, especially when they lose the way they did. I had to write my article, three key things. It went up the next morning. It went up Sunday morning, just like it always would. You wouldn't even have known that I was at City and Color if I wasn't posting about it. Sometimes things turn out bag milk, you know? Sometimes things turn out bag milk. And if I get asked why I didn't buy a different present today for Valentine's Day, made-up holiday, I'm going to say I bought City and Color tickets. She doesn't have to know that I listened to I bought them ages ago. She doesn't have to know that. She doesn't have to know. She doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. How would she ever know? It is Valentine's Day after all, and I thought it might be fun to go through some of the uh, you know, traditions from around the world to see how they celebrate this made-up holiday. Effectively, you are tasked with treating your significant other, fellas, I'm talking to you mostly, and it's a day that's just made up. You know, but it is reversed in South Korea. South Korea celebrates love on the 14th of every month of the year. doesn't matter that it's February, March, April, May. 14th of the year is or 14th of the month is dedicated to love. But in February and March, the biggest and most expensive Valentine's Day sees women giving chocolate to the men. <laughs> I was pushing a button and nothing was happening. Valentine's Day sees women giving chocolate to the men. Instead of returning the favor straight away, Korean men give chocolate on White Day, which is the 14th of March. 
A month later is Black Day, a celebration for singles. Those who didn't receive treats in the previous months get together and eat black noodles with all their single friends. So they kind of have like a, Frank, are you in here? You want to participate on the Valentine's Day? So you're not going to worry. I like this. Valentine's Day, ladies buy the chocolate. March 14th, dudes buy the chocolate. Uh, I guess that'd be June or no, April 14th. All the single people get together and eat some black noodles. I've never had black noodles. I don't know that I want my noodles to be black, although I'm seeing a picture of them. They look pretty good. It's more of a teriyaki sauce looking thing. Poetry games are in Norway. In Norway, secret admirers send the objects of their desire funny little poems called Gekabrif. Gekabrif. The only clue to their identity being a dot representing each letter of his or her name. If the recipient guesses who the poem is from, they earn themselves an Easter egg on Easter. If she's stumped, the man reveals his identity and the women must give him an egg. I like this idea. We're all writing get proof. Some poems for each other. I'll write some poems. You want me to do a haiku for you on, on Valentine's Day? I like this. It's like a secret admirer type situation. It's a guessing game. Who doesn't have fun with that? In Estonia, it's what every admirer dreads hearing, especially on Valentine's Day. Let's be friends. But in Estonia, Valentine's Day is called Sobrapev or Friends Day. People exchange cards, gifts among friends with a cheery happy Friends Day. Just what you want to hear from someone outside that you've had your eye, or just what you want to hear from someone you've had your eye on for years. Friends Day, that one is in Estonia. If you're planning for love, don't go to Estonia on Valentine's Day. In Wales, the Welsh do Valentine's Day a little bit earlier. They do it on the 25th of January, and they do it differently by giving love spoons. The spoons are an age-old tradition where Welsh men would carefully carve spoons and present them to the women they were most interested in. The designs they carved were symbolic and often had hidden clues. For example, the number of beads attached represented the number of children the man was expecting his beloved to produce. So if you had 55 beads on this hand-woven spoon or carved spoon, that would mean you would want 55 children and you'd probably get a show on TLC where they teach the rest of us how to live. In France, you know how they're known for their love in France. Not so long ago, French people celebrated Valentine's Day by calling out to the other single people living across the road until they were paired off. If the men didn't like their match, they would simply leave the woman for another man to call upon, called une loterie d'amour. Basically, the love lottery. The tradition often left women unmatched. Seems a little harsh. However, according to the rules of the tradition, they could get together, light a bonfire, and toss toss pictures and belongings of the guys who rejected them into the fire. Unfortunately, the government banned the fire. Listen, why the ladies get left out? Frankly, it should be the ladies matching with the fellas, but then you know what? Most of the fellas aren't going to have any matches. Let's be honest. If you've been on a dating app, if you've ever been on a dating app, you know, you're not getting shit for matches. You think you can sign in there and be a stud? Chances are not going to happen unless you actually are a stud. If you're a 12 out of 10 handsome, you're going to do fine. For the rest of us, though, well, maybe we should stand on the road and yell at each other. Lovebirds in Slovenia. You want to know about the Valentine's Day traditions in Slovenia? I'm going to tell you. Valentine's Day coincides with the beginning of spring celebrations on Gregoryervo. Gregoryervo. Jason Gregoryervo. When the flowers are in bloom and the birds are singing, women are encouraged to go outside and look to the sky for answers. The first bird they see will supposedly tell them what their future husband will be like. That information is for the birds. 
Don't ever do that again. Whoops, I wanted to do... Ah! Don't ever do that again. <laughs> I'm a mess today with the buttons. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Want to know how Iraqis celebrate Valentine's Day? Of course you do. It's the Feast of Love in Iraq. Iraqi Kurds celebrate a Valentine's Day with the Feast of Love, decorating red apples to represent the original love story, Adam and Eve. It diverges from the biblical tale in that an apple is believed to bring prosperity and love, not the end of earthly paradise. Our friends in Germany, shout out to Leon Dreisaitl, they show their love with a biscuit. In Germany, gingerbread isn't just for Christmas. No, friends. Nothing says, Ich lieber dich. <laughs> ich lieber dich. Better than a giant heart-shaped ginger biscuit. The biscuits come with a ribbon attached so that it can be draped around the shoulders of the lucky recipient and you can wear it like an edible chain. Friends, ich lieber dich. Whatever that means, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that flawlessly. Guatemala, you want to know how they do it? Of course you do. Guatemalans take to the streets for El Dia del Carino, the day of affection for the annual Old Love Parade. Senior citizens dress in feathers and masks for the celebration in Guatemala City. We parade our old people around in Guatemala. I like it. Get their asses outside. Can't watch Prices Right all day. In the Philippines, those who cannot afford their dream wedding jump at the chance to tie the knot on Valentine's Day. Sponsored by the government, mass weddings take place across the country with every being provided for them, even the rings. An event called Dovapalooza also takes place in the Philippines, which sees couples meet at the shores of Manila Bay for a midnight kiss. There you have it. If I'm picking a favorite from those 10 that I just read, I think I like the hidden poetry in Norway. I like just Friends Day in Estonia, so I, I really like that. So, like, if me misses, again, I'm picking on her today. She comes home from work and she goes, what are we doing for Valentine's Day, dum-dum? I'll be like, hey, it's just Friends Day. We're going to watch the new six episodes of Love is Blind. That's what we're going to do. I already pay for Netflix. Have for a while. That's all you need. That is all you need. I also like the idea of the love lottery in France where you stand across the road from other single people and you yell at them. (laughs) (sighs) That's good stuff. Mass Mass weddings in the Philippines also make sense to me. Why pay for a wedding when the government will do it? They'll even give you a ring. I'm sure it's a very nice ring. Come on. Come on. Anyway, that's how we're celebrating Valentine's Day here at Better Late Than Never. We are reading traditions from around the world. I'm sure I'm saying that again, flawlessly in German. Sprechen Sie Deutsch is always flawless. Mein linker blinker ist kaputt. I want to tell you about the viewing parties we got coming up on February 24th. We are raising a little money for free play for kids down at Greta downtown as the boys take on the flams. It's a BOA watch party, friends, on February 24th. We are raising money for charity. We are getting together. It is a Saturday night. It is exactly where you want to be for that game. Why not watch us with why not watch it with us? <clears throat> ah, Greta. Ooh, that was greasy. The second viewing party I want to tell you about is March 2nd. That's the brunch for Ben. We are going to be raising money for the Ben Stelter Foundation. The Stelters are going to be there hanging out. I'm very, very excited to see them. And I'm very excited to see you. This is going to be an all-ages event. So if you want to bring your kids to an event and you haven't had a chance to do so, March 2nd is the one for you. Again, we're going to Greta. But that is an afternoon start against Seattle. So we got an early game. 
We've got all kinds of festivities, and we're going to raise some money for a fantastic cause. So there's two items to put on your social calendar coming up in the near future. February 24th, again, Greta, downtown. That is a BOA on a Saturday night. Nowhere else you want to be. Tickets available at nationgear.ca, as are the tickets for the March 2nd brunch for Ben. Second year we've done this. Second year we've raising some money for the Ben Stelter Foundation. Of course, both great causes, free play for kids and the Ben Stelter Foundation. Happy to party in the name of charity and to get along or to get just hang out with all of you. If you haven't been to one of our events, going to a, a, a No Others Nation watch party is the place to do it. And if you can raise some money and get some stuff while you're at it, some swag while you're at it, that's just good living, everybody. Nationgear.ca, go get your tickets. They will sell out. I promise you that. And now for the news. The news is brought to you by Star Mechanical. Star Mechanical is one of Edmonton's biggest locally owned and operated plumbing and heating businesses. They've been working within the community for over two decades, and many of the homes built in Edmonton over the last 20 years have had their plumbing and heating systems installed by Star Mechanical. You want 24-7 emergency services? They got them. Visit starmechanical.ca to schedule an appointment and let them help you keep your home running smoothly. Where do we begin the news? Well, I want to talk about Connor McDavid because he scored six assists last night. That is one off the league record held by Wayne Gretzky and some dude from the 40s. Unbelievable. They had seven assists in a single game. Connor's had six points in a game once before, but this is the first time he ever had six assists in a game. And the interesting thing about that is the last oiler to do it. You go, huh? Bag milk. That's probably Gretzky. You're probably going to tell me it's Gretzky. Now, Leon Drysaddle did it in 2021. Do you remember? Because I did not remember that Leon had a six assist night. I was just doing my article last night on nation.com where there's captain Connor McDavid reaches 600 career assists. And part of it was writing about how he had six in the night. And when I was looking about, man, when was the last time someone had six in a night? Connor McDavid, Chris Letang was the last one before Connor, and then Leon Drysaddle before that. Did not remember that. That game escaped my memory. It was against the Ottawa Senators that Leon did it. It was against the Red Wings that Connor did it. All of a sudden, the Oilers basically erased what was a very mediocre effort through 40 minutes. I don't think I'm talking at a school when I say that just wasn't their best effort. Frankly, two and two since the all-star break was over. I think it's fair to say that the Oilers haven't offered their best foot forward in many of those games. In L- in Vegas, I actually thought they played really well in that game. They just couldn't score. The only goal they scored was the two on O, the shorthanded one by Connor and Leon, back and forth, back and forth in the back of the net. Nothing Aiden Hill can do about that. Friday night against Anaheim, again, they didn't play their greatest. They maintained the puck line because they got that empty netter to get the score to five three. But then on Saturday, four zero shutout against the Kings. We saw the video of Connor breaking his stick. He was frustrated. I like when he's frustrated. We talked about this on Oilers Nation Radio yesterday. Do you want Connor McDavid to be frustrated, or do you want him to be happy all the time? Listen, when they're losing and they're losing to the Kings and it's four nothing, break all the sticks you want, man. CCM will send you a new set. I like seeing Connor in, in cup mode. I like seeing Connor pissed off that the team's getting shut out. It's not going to affect his play. If anything, he's going to do what he did last night and go, okay, we got shut out. I'm going to go get six assists. Some of them were absolute stunners. Like I think specifically, I don't know if it was four or five at this point, but the one on Evander Kane's goal, the spinorama backhand pass right onto Kane's stick in the net. Come on, dude. That is good, good shit that six point night also extended Connor's home point streak 
home point streak to 19 games where he's got 45 points, 12 goals, 45 points over those 19 games at Rogers place. The guy is just playing ridiculously good hockey last night. Also pulled him within 13 points of the NHL lead. Nikita Kucherov currently leading the NHL in points. Connor has some games in hand. Would you bet against him? I would not bet against him. I wouldn't. We broke the news at Canucks Army last night that Phil Kessel could be signing with the Canucks, and I'm so excited. Quads, get out of here. We're talking about McDavid. We're talking about real hockey players. But I want to talk about Kessel. He had three cup wins, and I think that he had that Iron Man streak that was super neato, cool, and awesome, and I think that he could do good things as a depth player for the Canucks. Nobody cares, Quads. Damn it, Quads. Get out of here. We're talking about Connor. Okay. Connor McDavid is now within, you know, for most people being 13 points back of the NHL leader is, well, see you next year. But for Connor with games in hand, he could be tied for the NHL lead in short order. We know how he turns it on in the back half of the season. We are now in the back half of the season. Watch out, Nikita Kucherov. Are you betting against Connor? Absolutely not. 600 points in 616 games for the dude. He is absolutely incredible. Cannot wait to see where he ends up this season. I just imagine he's going to turn it off in the back in the back half. He's just going to turn it on and nobody's going to be able to do anything about it just like they always do. Nothing. You can't do anything. Another record got broken this past week or uh or I guess Connor didn't break a record. He was close to it. Evander Kane did break a record, though. He has the fastest five hat tricks in Oilers history. Five of his ten hat tricks have come since he signed with the team, and it really wasn't that long ago. You know, five hat tricks already, and all of a sudden you go, shit, really? He's basically played for the Oilers, what is this, two and a half years? Two and a half seasons. Because, you know, the first season he came in in January, he was a free agent. He scored 22 goals in the 43 games. Last year, he only played 41 games. He had the season cut short because of his wrist injury. Obviously, Pat Maroon stepped on his wrist, can't play. This year, 48 games. He's got 19 goals and 14 assists for 33 points. Evander Kane has been a very, very streaky score since he signed with the Oilers. But like I said, in a season and a half, the guy has already got five hat tricks. I don't know what some people want from him more than what he's doing. The analytics community really hates Evander Kane, and I don't get it. In his last three games, he's got four goals. This is the beginning of an Evander Kane heater at the best time of year for him to do it. He's always going to be a streaky scorer, man. He's always going to be a streaky scorer, but if we're going to complain about a guy who's on pace for 30 goals, eh, I don't know that I'm subscribing to that with you. Now, the problem, of course, is when he's not on a heater, when he's not scoring goals, that he doesn't do all that much. But... Would I get rid of him? Of course not. Do I understand the people that really want to get rid of him and pretend like he's useless despite the fact that he has 19 goals in the season? I don't, I can't subscribe to that either, friends. I just cannot descri- uh, subscribe to that at all. I can't. And again, four goals in his last three games, including the hat trick against the Anaheim Ducks. The big man starting to heat up, and I could think of no better gift for the Oilers than having some secondary scoring. Nuge got two goals last night. My guy hadn't had an even strength goal in 13 games. Gregor wrote about in the game notes as somebody that just needed to get on the board. Two, three even strength points. He had the two goals and the assist on Bouchard's goal last night. Three points for Nuge and Hopkins. You love to see that. Bouchard got three points last night. You love to see that. But back to the man of the hour, Connor McDavid. 
Again, six assist night, 603 points and or 603 assists, I should say, in 616 games. So basically an assist a game almost. If he doesn't pass that by the time his career is all said and done, then, you know, you know. When asked about his evening, his teammates and head coach Chris Knobloch chimed in on what it was like to watch. And I quote from Chris Knobloch, we were just standing and watching. We had ill-advised pinching, the forwards weren't reloading, and the amount of odd man rushes we gave up, it was the month of January all combined. That was his take on the game last night, and I don't disagree. For the first 40 minutes, well, there's kind of shit. Kind of shit. Went into the second intermission, tied 3-3, come on. But on McDavid, though, some of his teammates wanted to chime in. Dylan Holloway, who scored his fourth goal of the season last night. Nice diving effort to pick up a loose play uh, puck, by the way. From the moment the puck drops to the moment the final buzzer rings, he, being Connor McDavid, is pretty dialed in. It comes from his preparation. He's like that every day of practice, every workout. He's dialed in. It was only a matter of time before he popped off like that. Cody Cece chimed in and said, I'm fine with that in terms of McDavid stealing the show. Of course, Cody Cece got his first goal in 127 games. I'm fine with Connor stealing the show. He won us that game. He played unbelievable. And I think he was a little mad that he got shut out in the last game, the 4-0 loss to Los Angeles, and he showed it tonight against the Red Wings. He came out with some fire. He played unbelievable. And I've never seen anything like that before. Of course, Cody Cece. We were playing the game on this podcast for a little while. Who was going to get the next goal? Was it going to be Cody Cece? Was it going to be Connor Brown? Or was it going to be Corey Perry? And then there were two. And then there were two. Cody Zizi got a little bit of luck last night. Fired a puck. A little bit off balance, too, I should say, from the right point. Made it through, made its way through some bodies. Hit Maurice Sider's skate, bounced into the net. First goal since October 15th against the Flams of 2022. Over a calendar year since he scored goals. But I wanted to make sure to give Cody Cece a little bit of love. I know that a lot of people want to upgrade on Cody Cece. I completely understand that and i hear you i know a lot of us want to trade cody cc and i'm not opposed to trading him by the way if there's a fit if there's a move that makes sense and the cost isn't crazy but i also think we need to give him some credit for fighting above his weight class right now cody cc is doing everything he can to fit into a top four role that probably is too much for him given where he's at in his career and his skill set and blah 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 but does that mean he's doing a horrible job of it not from where i'm watching and to see him get rewarded last night i was happy for the guy man i was happy for him because like i said cody cc's been a good soldier for this team and at 3.25 million dollars bob Stoffer was saying it in the second intermission of last night's broadcast he goes listen you want more offense there you do 100 percent. you want more puck mobility maybe you want a faster skater but at the end of the day at the end of the day he's fighting above his weight class and he's doing a reasonable job so you know what cody cc you want to get, I want to give you some flowers, my friend. I want to give you just a little bit of love because I don't think you get it anywhere else and you deserve it. You legitimately deserve it. And I just want to say, Hey man, I'm here for you. I thought you played great last night and I want to give you a round of applause. Why was that so loud for? Why was that so loud? Looking at since we're talking trades, how could I not check in on a couple of silly season items? And the first and the most important one comes from Frank Saravalli today in his Valentine's Day matchmaker article over at dailyfaceoff.com. He's talking about a possible reunion with a former friend. 
Somebody that was traded out of Edmonton for being quote unquote soft, despite that not really being the case. And I would also add in that the trade tree from him leaving this city gets worse and worse and worse. Of course, I'm talking about Jordan Eberle, who was moved for Ryan Strom, who was then moved for Ryan Spooner, who was then moved for Sam Gagne, who was then moved for Andreas Athanasiu. It's depressing to think about it. Now, is there a possibility of a reunion? Maybe. And I quote from Frank Saravalli. It's not Valentine's Day without an old flame rekindled, is it? Man, would it be fun to see Jordan Eberle back in Edmonton. Yes, there is certainly some unfinished business there. It's more than just a feel-good story. Eberle, now 33 and seven years removed from his last appearance in Old Country, is still a productive player. He collected 20 goals and 63 assists last season and is on track for 15 goals and 49 points this year. Seattle isn't scoring as much as they did last year, and they probably and there probably isn't a huge drop in Eberle's overall play apart from the points. More than that, the Oilers... If the Oilers were to drop a fit, they'd be looking at a right shooting top six forward who is a past first to play with Leon Dreisaitl. Everly checks all of those boxes. Plus, when you consider the market, he is likely to be among the most cost-effective players available relative to the acquisition price. The narrative the previous Oilers regime created about Everly not being clutch playoff performer was debunked the minute he left Edmonton. Everly has 19 goals and 45 points in his last 63 playoff games, which is a higher points percentage or a higher points per game than his career average. So in the playoffs, he points produces at at 0.71 points per game, his career average in the regular season is 0.69. Nice. Would Jordan Eberle coming back to Edmonton be an all-time vibes trade? Probably. He is an expending... Uh, ex- what do I want to say? He is an expiring contract at the end of the year. Again, we're doing one take here, people. One take podcast. That's how we do it. He is an expiring contract at the end of the year, so you're giving up assets for a pure rental, but... I kind of want it to happen. Having Jordan Eberle and Sam Gagne back with a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Nuge is still here. He gets one of his buddies back. Come on. Who doesn't get excited about that? I don't even, I don't even like the Oilers and I get excited about that. You forgot to push the button again, dumb dumb. And then you started doing the quads voice. Everybody knows that you fucked up. Yes, I did. I'm having a hard time today. I'm battling. I am battling. Jordan Eberle, do we want it? I could see it. Go read the whole thing over at dailyfaceoff.com. Of course, Frank doing his annual Valentine's Day matchmaker bit. You want to call it a bit? I'll call it a bit. In other news, possibly related to silly season, Jack Campbell was quoted on, what's going on with you, Jack? And I quote, I'm not sure. I can't control that. It's not really my decision. All I can do is what I'm doing right now. I'm growing. I'm having a lot of fun. And I'm learning a lot about myself. Jack Campbell has got a 930 plus save percentage over his last seven games with the Condors playing really, really well. He's playing the way you would expect an NHL goaltender to perform at the AHL. Now, the Oilers have got different ideas probably in mind. They need the cap space. Bringing bringing Campbell back adds another million bucks or so relatively to the cap. Don't want that. Calvin Pickard playing fine. Picked up another win on Friday against the Anaheim Ducks. Played pretty well. So what is the deal with Campbell? I don't know, man. But it seems like he's just going to sit down in Bakersfield because I really can't see. And I asked Frank about this today. Is there anything going on with Campbell? And he just said, no, not really. So what do you do? I guess you just let him sit there. 
You let him sit there and you hope that he'll be ready for next year or in the off season, there's a trade that doesn't cost you there's an arm and a leg to take care of it. We'll see what happens. But I'm happy Jack's playing better. I'm happy he seems to be doing okay as a person. The last thing any of us wanted to do is see him struggle. But ultimately, he was struggling struggling real, real bad. Real bad. And you know what? Having him get some success, I think I'm all for it. You know? I'm all for it. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news for our friends at Star Mechanical. The news brought to you by Star Mechanical. Visit them at starmechanical.ca to schedule an appointment and let them help you keep your home running smoothly. If you want the pros at your door, Star Mechanical is where you need to get your service. Yes, the fuck what? You're listening to Better Late Than Never. Brought to you by Bag Milks, Alfa Romeo, Barbecue and foot massage. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the righteous sack beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recoveries, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain a full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. What kind of tools do they have available? Well, I'm glad you asked. They've got... Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tools for any job. TrilogyRentals.ca I don't have an RSP this week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling happy. Well, there's one last night. It was a big win. Was it pretty? No. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Was it a Picasso? It might have been. If you think about the fact that the eyeballs were down where the chin is and the mouth is up on the forehead, a little bit, a little bit of a Picasso. Thankfully, my boy Dukes is chiming in with a righteous sack beating for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Dukes, what do you got to say? Righto, cunt. Okay. I mean, we're coming in hot. Again, he's Australian. Hard sea bombs all the time. They're very sharp. They're very sharp for my North American ears, Dukes. Is the RSB about your language choices? Probably not. Get to it. I use that, you know, jovially, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this RSB is directed at none other than fucking bad milk. Me? Right? What did I do? You're going to come on my podcast and shit on me in my own podcast? I guess I'll allow it. I'm just reviewing the, um, you know, oh, fucking, I'm listening to the last week. Well, it's last week's episode by the time you hear this, but it's this week's episode now. That's why I'm fucking listening to it now. When you say, oh, yeah, Dukes is used, or Dukes, you all say Dukes, but it's fucking Dukes. Um, Dukes. That's a mini RSB within another RSB because I'm multi-layered like. Uh, Dukes. Dukes. I, I, I'm not subscribed to Dukes. It's Dukes. It's D-O-O-K-S. Where I come from, that's Dukes. Like Shrek, ogres are like onions. I'm not an ogre, but I'm multi-layered. Anyway, besides the fucking point, um, my ADHD medication got increased yesterday, so I'm like, Bleh. Anyway, <laughs> fuck off. Um, we've heard Dukes use voice filters before. Mate, be absolutely fucked. Give it the fucking red or tippy <laughs> sunshine. I have never, ever, ever used a filter or a voice changer or a AI or any fucking thing on this podcast. I feel like you have. Am I miscategorizing Dukes here? 
I feel like I feel like I remember you using some kind of like uh, a voice uh, changer of some kind. You know, I feel like that's a thing. It might not have been a thing. You might have thrown him under the bus without having all the facts, you know? I don't think that's true. I wouldn't really do that. Well, it might have happened in this case, you know? Sometimes you just say shit when you're doing a one-take podcast, and it doesn't come out the way you think it does. And in this case, I think Dukes might be right. But it's definitely Dukes. It's not Dukes. Let me see. D-O-O-K-S. It's Dukes. It's Dukes. And I'll tell you why. Because back when I thought about it, I Googled it. I couldn't figure out how to fucking do it. So I would have if I could, but, you know, I'm the dumbest fucking scientist on the world in the, in the world, so I couldn't do yeah. it. Um, so it's not me. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> I respect the honesty. Listen, I can't figure out how to do those fucking voice changes. You think that was me? I Googled it. I couldn't figure it out. It wasn't me. And you know what? Judge Bagmilk is going to accept that answer. We are back to the drawing board on who Zol, the Will of Thousands, was. Now, it was all lining up to be Dukes, wasn't it? Dukes. It was all lining up to be him. He's a gamer. He's a funny guy. He's a witty guy. He can do impressions. We've heard him nail Donkey Volley impressions. It all lined up. It all lined up. But was this a false accusation? Without having all the facts? Is Zol, the will of thousands, going to be laughing at us for these miscategor- or miscategorizing dukes as an imposter? Perhaps. Perhaps. So for a righteous sack beating dukes, I think that you, uh, you know what? I think that's fair. I will take my lumps here. I will take them. Because if I'm going to shit on you for being Zol, the will of thousands, and it's not actually you, you should be allowed to shit on me right back. That's what the righteous sack beating is all about. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Really quickly, I just want to talk about a couple of little bets that I put down last night. Thankfully, I'm 19 plus and I do so responsibly with my friends at Betway. Last night, I did everything right. If you were a better... It doesn't happen very often where you do everything right. But for me, that was the case last night. For me, I put down five bets on the Oilers and and Red Wings game, and I hit all five. What did I do? Well, over 62.5 total shots, there was over 70. So I cleared that one by a mile. Zachary Hyman, anytime goal scorer, plus 115. I nailed that. That's more than doubling my money. Evan Bouchard to register one plus assist. He did do that, doubled my money. Over 1.5 total power play goals. Plus 105, doubled my money on that one. Edmonton Oilers to win and Connor McDavid to register two plus points at plus 125. Yes, I doubled my fucking money. Betway, if you're going to give me these options and you're going to give me these lanes, I'm just going to, you might as well just hand over the deed to your company. Just put me on there as an owner. Because after last night, you're all much broker because of me. You're all much broker. Now, will I be giving you this money back at some point soon? I I mean, probably, probably, but we don't need to discuss that just now. We do not need to discuss that just now because I'm the big winner. I'm the big winner. Turned about $25 into, I don't know, $70. I'm the richest man alive, friends. I'm the richest man alive. Well, howdy now, friends. 
whether you're down here in Texas, up there in Sherrod Park, stuck in Wanye's basement, or two inches inside of a badger's, a badger, you're listening to Better Late Than Never with Bag Milk. Yeehaw! Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It is time for the voicemail. Looking for a sponsor for the voicemail segment? It is wide open. Reach out to me, bagmilkatoilersnation.com. I'll cut you a deal. You want to do a one-episode run? We can do that. You want to donate to charity and have me shout you out? Open to that, too. But for this week, I'm calling it the Dukes Not Dukes voicemail. Here on Better Late Than Never, it's the Dukes Not Dukes voicemail. we got a handful of messages to get through. Let's jump to it with a name I very much appreciate. Just It says One Take Chat. One take, Chad. You're up, buddy. Hey, BM. I'm in my shop, so it might be a little bit echoey. Um, I got to chime in on the snack game. You know what? I fucking love the just plain ruffles chips. Hmm. Let me think about that. So last week we were talking about different kinds of snacks. And I was just saying, if I don't have chips, I love chips. If I don't have some, but I have ramen, I'll just do the thing where I don't cook them. I crush them up, put a little bit of the sauce on there. It gives me the salty crunch that I'm after. My guy, one take Chad here is going for the plain ruffles. I just had some of those in my house. I did have dip though, mind you. Chad, what are we going to? People are like, why wouldn't you get something with like a flavor on it? I don't know. Some of the artificially flavors just kind of, I don't know, don't do it for me. I would also argue that original flavor, just the salted chip flavor is a flavor in itself. But even better than the actual ruffles are the Lay's ruffles. Those things fucking slap. Hmm. Um and then I'm not going to do two voicemails this week. Next week, I'm going to give you my hierarchy of pizza chains. Okay. So I'll listen to the episode next week, and it'll remind me that I got to send that in because I have a strong opinion on the subject. Hierarchy of pizza chains. So I'm going to go, I'm going to do a little impromptu so that while you're doing your thing, one take, Chad, I will do my thing. So 
What now? I, I gotta. We need some qualifiers on this. What are we calling a chain? Does it? Are we just doing fast food places, like quote unquote fast food, like Domino's and Papa John's, or are we going for like? Are we also including like <laughs> Buster's Pizza and Donair and Boston Pizza and like downtown here in Edmonton? Seps is my favorite place to get pizza. Or Tony's Pizza Palace. Is that what we're doing? Or are we just doing chains? Because if we're just doing chains. I'm going to open up this article on Wikipedia, list of Canadian pizza chains, and we're going to go through these. 241 Pizza, that is located in Scarborough, never had that. Boston Pizza rules. Love Boston Pizza. My problem with Boston Pizza is that their pizzas are too much money. They just are. They're too much money. Eastside Mario's, I've never had a pizza there. Fresh Slice Pizza. I don't know if I've eaten Fresh Slice Pizza. I don't know how I could rank these if I don't know if I've eaten there. Have I been hammered in order to slice at two in the morning from Fresh Slice? Maybe. Gabriel Pizza, never heard of it. Greco Pizza, never heard of it. Apparently, that's an Atlantic Canadian pizza chain. King of Donair, never got pizza there. Mike's Pizza and Donair, I have got pizza there. It's pretty good. Mother's Pizza, don't know that I've had that. Multinational restaurant chain, don't believe you. Don't believe you. Panago, solid. Pizza 73, garbage. Pizza Delight, never had it. Pizza Nova, never had that. Pizza Pizza is basically Little Caesars, which is garbage for the most part. But like, if you go in there and you're buying Little Caesars, you know that you're there for garbage. Pizza Yalo, Sarpino's Pizza, Topper's Pizza. Where's like the normal ones? This Wikipedia article sucks. This place sucks. I gotta find a new article. One take, Chad. This is why sometimes you don't do one take. Pizza Pizza. Okay. To open a store, it's going to cost you about 330 grand, according to prices from 2021. So do we want to do that? A pizza pizza is essentially Little uh, Little Caesars. No, I don't want that. Boston pizza, that's going to cost you 1.8 million to open. Now I might open several pizza pizzas for the same price as opening a Boston pizza. I do like Boston pizza. Love it. They've been around for decades, but again, way too much money. Way too much money. Fresh slice pizza. I've definitely had a slice of these at one or two in the morning specifically in Vancouver, if I remember correctly. Initial investment to open one is two hundred forty to $360,000 in Canada. Pizza Hut, absolute trash. No one should ever eat there ever unless you're starving. And even then, you could do better. Greco Pizza, that doesn't exist to me. I've never eaten there. Domino's Pizza is fine. The best part about Domino's Pizza is they're, they're, uh, when you order online and they have like the little progress bar and you'll be like, bag milk is making your pizza. Bag milk is checking your pizza. Bag milk is throwing your pizza in the oven. Bag milk is quality checking your pizza. Bag milk has packed your pizza. For opening one of those, your initial investment is going to be one hundred and forty-four to five hundred and fifty-eight thousand dollars. That's quite the variance. I feel like Domino's needs to sort that out. You're not going to get my business if I if I'm going in there expecting one hundred forty-five thousand dollars in a franchise fee or an initial investment. You're going to charge me five fifty-eight. That's a bunch of bullshit. Panago of all these so far is probably the top of the list for me. I like the variety of flavors. I like the crust. Papa John's I also like, but is not on here. Oh, there it is. Initial investment for a Papa John's one hundred fifty-seven thousand to one million dollars. Again, huge variance. I can't handle that Papa John. By the way, Papa John, note he's not on the box. Yeah, there's reasons. You can look that up in your own time. Pizza Nova, I've never eaten there. It is a, I was just in Toronto last week and I've, I saw them everywhere. I just never ate there. Little Caesars, again, trash pizza. But if I go in there for a hot and ready, I know what I'm in for. I'm not there for culinary delight. 
I am there because I'm shit-faced and I want a pizza and I want it to be ready and I want it to be hot and I don't want to spend a whole lot of money on it. Apparently, there are 5,400 of these across the country. It's going to cost you $544,000 to open up a Little Caesars. Is this all the pizza chains that we can go through? Chad, I'm very interested in your list because I couldn't even make a list. If I'm doing the ones on these two lists that I've got, Boston Pizza is probably number one, but I'm going to knock it down a peg because of the price. Panago and Papa John's would probably be up there. Two, three. Doesn't matter the order. What day is it? How am I feeling? What am I wanting? Domino's would probably slide in under that. Boston Pizza or Pizza Hut, I just wouldn't eat. Unless they bring back the dessert bar. If you were old enough to remember the Pizza Hut dessert bar or even the pizza bar, that they used to have for like lunches and shit. We would eat there all the time in high school and it was great. And they got rid of that. And now I'm going to hold it against them for the rest of their life. Uh, Greco pizza doesn't exist to me. Domino's is fine. I'm going to put that around number four. Pizza Nova again, never eaten there. Little Caesars is somewhere above pizza hut, but ultimately we know what we're getting. One take, Chad. Look forward to hearing from you. Uh, next message in the Dukes, not Dukes, voicemail is from the girl that Nick let get away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fucking listen here, Nick. You racist. <laughs> what? How dare you say that that what? fucking Zold cunt sounds even remotely like me. <laughs> Are you the red hot tip, sunshine? Hmm. I don't need any gimmicks or shtick or, you know, what bits to, like, why would I waste content on a second character when the person (laughs) I happen to already be in real life is a better character than Zolv? Do I, did I sit here and be like, you know what, mate, dooks, to myself in a content meeting, your content's too good. Maybe you should make a character <laughs> comes up with really shit content <laughs> to, like, contribute to. Mate, what the fuck? I don't hate myself that much that I need to be dissolved, right? If I hated myself that much, if I really felt that negatively about myself, I wouldn't pose as dissolved. I would voicemail in asking dating it. Anyway, it's like fucking 13 days till I get there now that I'm saying this, but it's even closer by the time you'll hear it. So play LaVama, baby. Let's fucking go. Oilers, whatever. There's still some seconds left. I didn't time this very well. (laughs) Take that, Nick. I listened to about half of that. (laughs) I do like the idea of Dukes Not Dukes having content meetings by himself, though. You know? Where I do agree is he's very interesting as it's as it is anyway. But could this be him throwing us off the scent of his Azul the Will of Thousands alternate character that he definitely says is not a thing? Maybe. Maybe. Ghost of Danger Suede Past is leaving a message. You're up next. Right, look, I was understandably in a fit of rage. <laughs> uh, incapacitated rage, if mm. you will. Yep. So I'll turn this I'll turn the mic down a bit so I can yell louder without it peeking right. out or I don't know, whatever yep. shit. I'm ready over here too. Um, I said that was Nick in the last voicemail. <laughs> I apologize if it wasn't. might have been Ari. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think it might have been Ari. It might have been Ari. 
Listen, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast, let alone what I talked about in a one-take podcast a week ago, but I'm thinking it might have been Ari, because I accused Ari of being Zol because the rhythm of his voice and the rhythm of his speech pattern is very similar to what we get from Zol, the Will of Thousands. So Nick just took a lot of shrapnel there, and now that I'm thinking about it, in hindsight, may not be deserved. May not be deserved. If apparently I sound like Zol... Because Zoll's Australian. Man, all you fucking Canadians sound alike. <laughs> I'm not going to belittle you with Letterkenny quotes, but like, just pretend I did. Now you're all offended and angry at me. Um, so, anyway. I've never watched Letterkenny. I've seen a bunch of like the collabs or uh, the clip little, you know, compilations that go around. I've seen a bunch of those, but I've never actually watched the show. Do you think I sound like that? I find like my accent to be quite generic, really. Maybe not. I don't really hear myself speak, I suppose. Uh, if it wasn't you, Nick, apologies. If it was you, Ari, whichever one of you it was, <laughs> fucking don't be a dickhead. Whichever one it wasn't, sorry, mate, but I think you'll get over it. Um, <laughs> this is the worst thing that happened to you today. I've accidentally insulted you. If that's the worst thing that happened to you today, you've had a pretty good fucking day. Hmm. Anyway, Ben, if you're listening to this, go to bed. Donkey Volley, if you're listening to this, get out of the badger. Chalmers, you don't know how to listen to podcasts. Fucking please brush your teeth, mate. Holy Christ. Anyway, play La Bamba, baby. See you all soon. Cannot fucking wait. Let's go. Dukes, what day do you get in again? I don't remember. We get in from Arizona on the 20th. That's when we fly back. Watch party on the 24th. Are you in town for that? Are you in town for that watch party, Dukes? Not Dukes. It's the Dukes, not Dukes voicemail. We are going on with uh, an anonymous one. Who be you? Wow, wow, wow. Sweet Caroline. Wow, 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 wow. Sweet Caroline. Don't care. <laughs> fucking madman. I love that dude. I love that guy. What else can I say than that? I'll just go to another anonymous voicemail on the Dukes, not Dukes voicemail. So another fucking thing, mate, right? <laughs> What's with you today? Fucking Nick or Ari, whichever one of you it was. Mm. Nick, Ari, anybody else that blamed Dukes, not Dukes, for being Zola the Will of Thousands? Ben, were you included in there? I feel like it was more than the two of them. Might have just been Ari. Again, I don't remember what I wore for, what I wore yesterday or what I had for breakfast today. I don't remember what I wore for breakfast either. I like not only does it not sound like me, and you know, <laughs> to say that Zol sounds Australian is kind of racist. Like I'm offended <laughs> that you don't believe in who I am as a person that to the extent you think I need to create a character, mate. Like, just tell everyone you want to vote for Donkey Volley. Like, I don't care. He's the <laughs> only person who backs him. If you want to die on that cross, that's fine, mate. Hmm. But, you know, like, the people have spoken. We don't even need an election to know that I am the president. This is now now going on four and a half minutes of Dukes being unhinged that we called him Zol the Will of Thousands. Now, does the lady doth protest too much? Me thinks she does. This fucking 
Um, but you know, if you if you need to live in your little fantasy, I don't know, mate. Fucking start a RuneScape account or World of Warcraft or something, mate. Come fucking attack goblins, because you, you know if you, you're trying to attack me, mate, you you come to the wrong fucking goblin, because yeah, you ain't ready for this. <laughs> I hope you leave voicemails forever. Dukes not dukes. I hope that we are going to be old, old men. And whatever the technology is like for podcasting at that point, that we're still having this back and forth, you and I. That's what I hope. I hope that you have so much fun in Edmonton when you're here that we're just, we're glued to you forever. Specifically this podcast. I never get tired of you. I'm guessing this next one is from Donkey Volley. It is very short. We shall see. Donkey Volley, is this you? Hello. This is better late than never. This is gooky gooky. <laughs> You're so cute. What the fuck? <laughs> well, next voicemail coming in on the Ducks Not Dukes voicemail is from Nick. Now. Is he going to chime in on Zol, the will of thousands? Who knows? Nick took some shrapnel. Nick doesn't know he took shrapnel yet. It's not going to be until he hears this later today or tomorrow that he knows what happened. Nick, I apologize to you preemptively, maybe. Okay, big milk. The Oilers got absolutely pumped by the LA Kings last night. Um, Hmm. Also, side note, I don't know why the Oilers are trying to block the LA Kings from getting the puck to give to their coach. I don't get that at all. That's just classless by the Oilers. Um, anyways, I turned the game off after the third uh, L.A. goal, and I put on the James Bond movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service. And I'm watching that movie, and I get struck by a theory that involves you. So you know how in the James Bond universe, Q and M are like established? That's like the code names. Like, they're not actually their real names. And there's also that theory that James Bond itself is a code name, which explains how all these different actors have all been James Bond in this continuous timeline. And then, and that, you know, it's not their real names, which is why James Bond always uses, always addresses himself as James Bond, code name. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. But I'm yeah, watching I was gonna that. Say, I was going to say, what the fuck they, are you talking about? <laughs> no, you are very, very old. <laughs> yes. Okay, like, your 50s are no joke. I don't know how you're still like keeping it. Like my old man slowed down when he was in his 50s. So props to you. I am 38 years old. I'm not in my 50s. I turned 39 in just over a month. Nick, I'm now with Dukes when I kindly tell you to go fuck yourself. Thank you. But you know what? Retirement. When Big Milk the Man is ready to retire, is there an apprentice that will come along to Pick up the bag milk moniker, hmm. meaning does bag milk die with you or will there be a new bag milk like Batman and Robin? I propose that young Ben becomes your apprentice and will one day become bag milk. Ben, would you like to be bagged milk when all is said and done? You're going to have to learn how to do several things. One, Frank's picks. That's going to be most important. We need Frank's picks. Right, five years now. We're on season six. Of Frank's picks. You need to learn the keywords for my dog. That's the most importantly. Can you run the roadcaster, Ben? Can you properly push Satan's voice 
at the right time and not fuck it up like Bag Milk has done several times earlier in the podcast. He wanted to talk like quads, and then you heard that he does little voice impressions, even though that we got a filter on, because this is what the quads one sounds like, but it's run through the Satan voice, and now when I press this button, you're going to see that it's the same thing every now and then when I do quads. Ben, are you up for the challenge? You could be. Nick is nominating you as the next bag milk. I thought it was always going to die with me, but maybe it's best that it lives forever, you know? Ari, what do you guys say? In terms of the silly season, mm. yeah. And, of course, if Philly and St. Louis are selling at the deadline, am I the only one that thinks that Pavel Buchnevich and Travis Konechny are better players than Jake Gensel? I, I am... So I don't know about better players, better fits though. Bushnevich, I don't know as much about, but Travis Konechny, give him to me all day long. Give him to me. He's got the extra year on his contract. He's a quality player. He got in a scrap the other night. Saw that on hockeyfights.com. He's got a little bit of tenacity, a little bit of grit. Man, would I love Travis Konechny. I was also talking to Frank Saravalli today, and apparently Jay Gensel doesn't want to play in Canada. So I know that's just a rental, and he wouldn't be signing here anyway. But why get somebody like that? We talked about Jordan Eberle. He wants to be here potentially, maybe, I think. But if I got to pick, and we're getting a forward, and we're spending assets to get him, Travis Konechny's my guy, Ari. Pay whatever we were going to pay for Gensel, and I'd pay for Buchnevich or Konechny. Um, yep. What do you think? I'm with you. I am with you. Uh, again, Bushnevich, I don't know as nearly as much about it. Tyler's super high on him. Tyler's super, super high on him. But Konechny, all day. Give him to me. Hey, Bag Milk. Presto here. What's up, Presto? Um, just a few thoughts. Sure. Is It doesn't seem like people are concerned. I'm concerned that even over the 16-game win streak, which, by the way, very happy for not knocking it at all. Good job, guys. Back in the playoffs. But they had a lot of trouble scoring, even against weak teams like Montreal and Chicago, you know, squeaking out games. And, you know, maybe they got a bit complacent or whatever, but it sure seems like the more defensive they get, their offense is suffering. Look at the PP. It is absolutely terrible on the road. It's weird. It's weird that the power play is that bad on the road. You know, it's not like it's like same people have been gangs all here. Gangs all here. Same ones from last year. Can't imagine that Gullitson, who runs the power play, is making many changes after last year. But, I mean, the results aren't there, especially on the road. Back to you, Presto. Um, I'm hoping Ken Holland can make a move to shore it up. I don't hear the name Magna out there, which I'm really surprised. He's like a Vinny DeHarney. He's massive, can play both sides, wouldn't be a lot to get. I think he would be a defensive upgrade over Kulak, at least from what I can see. So I guess I'm just asking you and the guys, are you not worried a little bit about the offense? You know, as soon as we played a team like Vegas, that's just as good as Edmonton defensively, and they're also good offensively, we finally lost. One game, I get it, they played well. Just a little worried about the offense, and I'm really worried about a seven-game series against Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Vegas. Are the Oilers really good enough to sustain that over seven games with the physicality of especially Vegas and the defense and the goaltending of all three teams? So still a little worried. So glad the boys are where they are. And I hope Ken Holland can pull something out of his hat like the Edcomb trade. Take it easy. Am I worried? No. Do I want more offense? Yeah. That's why we're talking about earlier. I read the the rumor from Frank Saravalli about Jordan Everly coming back. Is he lights out offensive stud Jordan Everly? No. But 
he also doesn't have to be on this team anymore. Do you want another guy who can contribute 10, 20 goals a year on the roster going into the playoffs? I do. Am I worried about it? Not really presto, but again, I just, the message right before you when I was talking to Ari, fuck man, I'd love Travis Konechny. Would love Travis Konechny. The big problem last year in the playoffs was the Oilers' secondary scoring behind Connor and Leon disappeared. Nuge, Hyman, Kane, all those guys scored a bunch of goals in the in the regular season, did not get it done in the playoffs. That happens sometimes in the playoffs. Games get much tighter. Guys adjust, teams adjust, systems are adjusted based on the opponent. So am I worried? No. Do I want more offense? Yeah. If you can give me another top six winger, I am in, man. I'm going to spend prospects. I'm going to spend future picks. I'm going to spend future assets. Let's push the chips in and get some more offense. I am all in, presto. Now, do I think that the defense also needs to be upgraded? Yeah. Sure. 100%. We've been very, very lucky with how healthy those guys are as well. You know? But to your question specifically... I would love some more offense. Would love it. Next message coming in on the Dukes, not Dukes voicemail is anonymous. Who are you, sir or madame? Hey, Bagmoke, Presto here again. Hmm, um, like Presto. I said, the 16-game winning streak was awesome, but you saw the struggles they were having scoring on the PP on the road and just in general against really bad teams that might be able to defend but can't score. Now, there was a lot of wins in those 16-game win streak, too, that the Oilers were sloppy, and the reason they ended up winning is because they were playing shit teams. You got to beat the bad teams, too. There are no gimmies in the NHL, but, you know, to your point, it's not like they were stomping everybody. Last night's game against the LA, or uh, LA, last night's game against the Detroit Red Wings was the first time since the very first game of 2024 against the Flyers where the Oilers put up more than five. So the offense has just been, like, muted lately. We've played two teams that can not only defend hard, that have really good goaltending and can score. We've lost both games. There is still something missing on this team. I, who the hell knows what it is. They definitely need uh, something up top uh, in the top six. Corey Perry looked super slow last night. I know that maybe they did some good things behind the net, but my God, he looked so slow last. I don't like Corey Perry in the top six, by the way. Now that line is fun. Kane, Drysdale, Perry. They cause havoc and they cause mayhem and they cause mischief. And I like it, but Corey Perry's not a top six player anymore. He is, as Nick put it, close to death because he's 38 years old, just like I am. And they need to find another another person to be up there in that spot. Travis Konechny, give him to me. Come on, Philly. Do it for cheap. Please, please, please. Night. Um, they need another big rangy defender. They have trouble in their own end getting the puck out. I know they want to have a puck mover, but it can't be a 175-pound, 5-foot-10 defender. They need to go and get a... Is that a rumor that they're trying to get another small puck mover? I don't want that. I don't want that. What I would love... Do you want to know who my ideal defenseman would be to go get, and I don't think he would ever be available because why would Carolina give up on him, is Brett Pesci. If the Oilers could get Brett Pesci, he would essentially be right-handed at home. Fuck me, would our defense look awesome. I'm going to be patient. Uncle Ken pulled a rabbit out of his hat last year with that home. We've got to see what happens. Presto, back to you. Guy like Megna because they can afford him. And can you imagine having two six foot seven guys on the third line and then trade Cole Kulak or CC, whichever one you take a pick? I would say Kulak myself and then go and get your winger. But they also need a center. Um, I just think that the kind of a trap system that it looks like they're playing has really stifled McDavid and. Dreisaitl's creativity and their offense. And I don't know if this team is going to be able to beat the Jets, the Knucks, 
the Knights or even LA in a seven game series, the way they're playing right now without some changes. Hope I'm wrong, but it sure doesn't look like it. Ciao. Pessimistic presto. That's what I'm going to call you today. You got a lot of needs though. To be fair, I, the same issues or the same holes that you see are the ones I see. We talked about on Oilers nation radio yesterday, top six winger, third line center upgrade on defense, three big pieces that they probably need to be true, true favorites for the Stanley cup. Here's the reality in the Western conference. There's what six teams probably that feel like they should win the Stanley cup or at least have a chance at it. Getting there is going to be difficult no matter who it is. But the thing is too, all of those rosters are flawed. So you talked about the LA game on Saturday. Do you really believe that LA is comfortable with David big save Dave Riddick in net? Do you really think that he's going to be a shutout guy? He's not. He's garbage. Cam Talbot has played like shit the game after they beat the Oilers, which was, again, their new head coach's first game behind the bench. You always get the dead cat bounce there. They got shit stomped by the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo was not that good. These are beatable teams. It's any given Sunday kind of thing, you know? I'm not probably as worried as you are, Presto, even though I do see a lot of the same issues. I think the Oilers can beat anybody. It's just a matter of, can you bring your A game? Does the other team have their A game? And then at some point, it's a coin flip, you know? It's just like the game against Vegas. The Oilers outplayed Vegas handily. Couldn't get a goal. Aiden Hill stood on his head. Sometimes you got to give your give a little bit of credit to the goaltender for standing on his head and making big plays. That's what happened, you know? Saturday, they just weren't that good. L.A. was better. But back in December... Oilers were the better team. Beat LA. Happens. It happens. That's just good sports, Presto. The fact that you're feeling nervous about it. I like that, buddy. It's good sports. It's real good sports. Ryan Pike is chiming in. Is this actually you, Ryan Pike? Hello, bag milk. I am phoning from the Edmonton Institution on behalf of inmate Wanya Gretz. Hmm. Do you wish to accept a call? Yes, please. Let's see where this is going. (laughs) Oh, no. I can't even I can't even play that unironically. If you don't know what that is, that's that rap that that shitty group made about the Calgary Flames. What was that? Two years ago? Win the cup, win the cup, win the cup. That's what's up or whatever. Something like that. It was just fucking terrible. A lot of Flames fans actually blame that song specifically for the Flames uh, fizzling out that year when, you know, were they the best team in the West that year when the Oilers knocked them out in the second round? I don't know. Either. I can't play that whole thing. It was just not that I'm offended by it. It's just so bad that why would I want to listen to a minute and 30 seconds of that? You know, I just don't. I just don't. Bryson, you're up. All right. I don't know how the quality of this is going to be, but I'm sending this from the Oilers game. Fuck yeah, buddy. Against Detroit. Right now, it's 5-3 with 15 and a half minutes left in the third. All I can say is that Nuge with a piss missile of a wrist shot. Not it a big was. deal. How are you? Thank you, Mr. Milk. Beauty goal by Nuge. It was a classic. It was that low blocker side. He had a nice move at the blue line, too. Just a little dipsy, a little dangle. Like I said earlier, Nuge needed some goals. Got two of them last night. Scored another one after that, Bryson. So I hope you enjoyed that second one just as much as the first. But yeah, that first one, low blocker. 
knee up, fist pump, Sally. Come on. Nuge needs to heat up down the back half of the stretch. He's always been an, he's been an apple tree the entire year, but the goals haven't been there. So if he can start to heat up a little bit, now he had the goal against the Predators in the last game before the all-star break came back. He was quiet too last night. I'm hoping he's picking it up a little bit, just like Evander Kane. He's been streaky sometimes, but man, we need that hot streak. Kyle, the embalmer, you're up. Hey, BM. Um, I watched the Detroit game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's really not much to say about the Detroit game. So I thought I would just remind you, Please. or at least maybe even announce to you, because maybe you didn't know, that there's a new season of a show coming out. You know I knew this. Love is Blind. You know I knew this. You might have some time. We got a couple matinees coming up. You can fill in that time in the evenings. Um, it comes out today. You don't got to tell me, buddy. I've had that shit eyeballing on my Netflix and my favorites on my list for a while now. I'm always checking out the What's Coming Up tab on Netflix, and there it was. It was staring at me in the face like a beacon of hope. Is that how I'm going to spend my Valentine's Day, watching Love is Blind? Maybe. As far as I'm concerned, this made-up holiday is specifically for moments like this. As you're listening to this voicemail, the Wednesday the 14th, so... Look for maybe updates from me. I don't know. We'll see where I go with it this time around. We'll see. The, the, the hockey season's just a little too exciting and enticing to necessarily get into love is blind and people's relationships and the you know the craziness at the beginning. But until then, uh, I'd also like to give a quick shout out sure, go ahead. Uh, to, to the story. For being an amazing hospital. Yeah. Even though I wish you didn't have to use it, I'm glad that it's there. So, till next time. Heard you guys had to go to the stallery. I uh, hope everything's okay. Don't want to get into it too, too much on this, but uh, yeah, Kyle, I just hope everything's okay and that Marzi's okay. You know, shout out to the stallery, all the work they do for not just for, for the kids, but for the families as well and just for the surrounding area. So, big shout out to the stallery. Ari, you're up. It's Valentine's Day, and to all you couples out there, or to all you people who are, um, you know, going out to see somebody, I got one thing to say: hmm. kiss my ass. This day sucks. I hope you. I hope it's not good for you, or something. <laughs> I hope something bad happens when you're out with your person. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the gym now, where where real people go. Yeah, get small, yeah, Ari. Uh, that's it. You know what? Maybe you need the Just Friends Day from Estonia. If you remember, Sobrapayev. Or Friends Day. It's what every admirer's dread hearing, especially on Valentine's Day. Let's be friends. But in Estonia, Valentine's Day is Sobrapayev. Sobrapayev. People exchange cards, gifts among friends. Ari, maybe it's time to make a new friend. Don't be discouraged on love, my friend. Love is blind. New season out on Netflix. If it can happen for them, it can happen for you. Final voicemail of the week goes to Captain Felton who I will be seeing down in Arizona this weekend for the nation vacation. Captain, what say you? This is your captain speaking in Vancouver. Please fasten your seatbelts for the nation vacation. Woo! I cannot wait to see our boys take on the coyotes in a teeny tiny barn. I mean, what? We've got 50 of us going down. 50. That's 1% of the stadium of just us alone. Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to be a blast. 
By the way, BM, just curious, are you going to have any special outfits? I will be rocking a Hawaiian Oilers-themed shirt. Just saying. Ooh, Tommy Bahama. Um, no, probably not. You know me, Captain. I'm more guy incognito when I go out on these things, but you know I'm going to be rocking my nudes jersey. Again, we are going to have a great time in Arizona. I could not be more excited to go meet everybody and see everybody when we head down there. There's a group of 50 of us. Make sure to pay attention if you're coming on the trip. We're going to have some announcements for you. We're going to be doing a live pregame show with Tyler Uremchuk and Aaron Bordado down there. Also, Oilers Nation After Dark is live so you're going to be invited to come down and participate in the pre and post game shows. If you are down in Arizona with us, stay tuned for some details because we are going to have a blast making some content with you. And ultimately the mission is to include all of you in the content that we make when we're down there. Cannot wait. And that's how we're going to wrap up the Dukes, not Dukes voicemail on Valentine's day. If you want to sponsor the segment, hit me up, bagmilkofthewellsnation.com. I will cut you a deal. I promise. You know what? I might even do some stuff for free. Probably would. And with that, we are going to wrap up the podcast. We are going to say fare thee well, and we are going to look at the schedule, and we're going to pick up some 4-2 wins here. So tomorrow, they've got the St. Louis Blues. That's a 4-2 win. You lock that one up. They've got a matinee on Saturday against the Dallas Stars. That's a 4-2 win. You lock that up. On Sunday morning, we are jumping on a plane. We are heading down to Tempe, Arizona. We are going to be watching the boys play in that teeny tiny barn, as Captain Felton said, at Mullet Arena. That is on Monday at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I will be back on Tuesday with a regularly scheduled program on Wednesday before the Bruins game. Very, very much looking forward to a big run of games here for the Oilers. This is a key point of the season. Let's go and get that bread. Let's get them points. Let's get that home ice in the playoffs. But until then, until next time, or until I record an on-location episode of BLTN from Arizona, I bid you well. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Why won't you kiss me? Why won't you kiss me? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 